The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. on a Monday afternoon, which means it's time for another edition of The Hoot. Hoot. You're a little late on that one. Rob Roach, (laughs) really late, a director of Insight Economics and Research, joins us on the phone from ATB Financial. Hey, Rob. Hi, Andrew. You know, you picked Hi, a good... Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Jay's <laughs> here, too. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you picked a good topic for today because uh, we had among our other stories to talk about this afternoon. Mm, this. Uh, Canadian Payroll yeah. Association saying in its 2018 survey, 44% of working Canadians reported it would be at least somewhat difficult to meet their financial obligations if their paycheck was delayed by even a week, which was down from 47%. So it was a a positive sign, I suppose. But countering those positive gains, the association said the percentage of respondents who reportedly felt at least somewhat or completely overwhelmed by debt increased to 40% nationally, up from 35% in last year's study. And that's what you wanted to talk about. Yeah, and it's actually even a little bit higher in Alberta. Maybe not a surprise, and we're still kind of coming out of that recession. So consumer debt is something that uh, tends to go up when the economy is struggling, as people uh, need to rely on it more. So Alberta does, you know, it's not a big difference, but about 43% of us um, feel overwhelmed by our, our consumer debt. And that word overwhelmed is, you know, it raises your eyebrows. Like you know, People aren't saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. They're saying, I'm, I'm really concerned. So that's what you know, uh, struck me as pretty interesting. Well, we had uh, Kelly Keene on uh, when you were away on holidays, and she's a financial expert and, you know, was talking about this specifically. And, you know, when they make suggestions and about how much money you should have in your bank account in case of an emergency, yeah, it can be quite overwhelming. But I guess part of the question here, Rob, is what does, what does this, what kind of impact would this have on the provincial economy? Yeah, you know, cause, uh, consumer debt in and of itself, um, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, people take it out all the time to, to do, you know, a renovation on their home or get a car to, to drive the kids around. And on a personal level, when it becomes overwhelming or unmanageable, that's a problem for that individual. It uh, uh, could cause all kinds of financial uh, stress and, and issues. But the overall economy, um, in terms of how it reacts when there's this high level of debt, so that's the other thing. Um, Albertans do have the have the highest level of, of debt, uh, non-mortgage debt in the country, um, which makes sense. We have the highest incomes and highest wages, so that sort of helps explain that. But the fact that that's combined with you know, these survey results where people are feeling overwhelmed and anxious about it, that might lead to people making decisions you know, like uh, buying a little bit less at the grocery store or at, at retail shops. That could then hurt business confidence. Um, and that all sort of snowballs together and just sort of on the psychological side and a little bit of that consumer spending uh, cutting back, that might be just enough to, to push the economy, economy's growth down a little. Mm. So we don't tend to see consumer debt as leading to like a meltdown or a recession. But, you know, we still have a fairly fragile recovery here in Alberta as we uh, climb our way out of the, re- you know, the recession's over, but we're still kind of climbing back to, to where we were. So that's where the, the larger economic um, implication is. 
that gets a little trickier as well because we know the Bank of Canada is it's eventually going to raise interest rates a little bit more. And again, it's not the end of the world, but that's where it'll get particularly difficult for uh, individuals who are who are pretty deep into debt. And then that might then trigger that larger economic effect. I want to cycle to a drag. Yeah, well, there's always a lag, right? Uh, I want to cycle back to something you said. You said that Albertans have traditionally enjoyed, or worse, the effect, uh, you know, better than average Canadian income, so therefore spending. So that drag that we just talked about. So are you saying that that's individuals not adjusting to their financial situation because of the economy, or and or are you saying that? As Albertans, we've become spoiled, thinking, "Well, I'm, a, you know, the money's not coming in now, but it will." Well, you know, it's hard. You know, it does come down to what individuals decide. I think it is a bit of that. You know, especially is only a few years ago we were booming, and it was a, hmm. a, a very good time economically in Alberta. Uh, and that does, I think, very naturally create some expectations. You, uh, we don't tend as human beings to sort of plan for the worst. Uh, we tend to plan for things to keep keep going. Um, and that applies to our finances. So that's probably part of it. And then the recession hit, uh, and it's hard to recover from that. Uh, you know, because you, you know, if you have a, this isn't mortgage debt, but you have those regular bills that, that pile up, whether it's a recession or not. So you put those two things together and fast forward to today, I think that has pushed a number of Albertans into that territory where, you know, we all carry a little bit of credit card debt or a line of credit or whatever, and it's very manageable and often very useful which can also be a boost to the economy because it stimulates the spending and, and keeps uh, liquidity and, and things happening. But it's when it goes that extra little bit, and that causes people to pull back and, and not be able to you know, um, look after themselves and make the decisions they want, that's kind of, I think, the phase we're in now. Um, and as Jalen said, there is this lag. Um, it kind of happens after the recession when things are improving. Now, again, it's not like... Um, everything is going to melt down. But it, it might be just enough. I think retailers will be the group that maybe starts to notice it, where you know people just aren't quite spending. You know, this Christmas might be a good test of this. Hmm. Yeah, let me put you on the spot for a second, Rob, because I'll remind everybody you work for ATB Financial. Yeah. And, and by the way, can we do you call ATB Financial a bank or no? Um, I think we can now. There is some technical language <laughs> around what the chartered banks are, uh, uh, under federal yeah. legislation, but I believe ATV Financial, you can call us a bank. Okay. So is there a role to be played or is there been an absence of a role being played by banks when it comes to personal credit and debt that, you know, they, is, is a component of this that banks have let people have too much debt? Uh, well, great question. Um, I'm probably not in the best position to answer it because it does come down to, I mean, banks uh, uh, do try to be responsible. I know that ATV Financial does. I can't speak for the other ones. But I would generalize, I would generalize this and say, um, even though credit is relatively easy to get, you know, and, and interest rates have been so low, so that makes it much more manageable. I mean, ultimately, it is up to individuals, myself included. I've, I've been known to uh, put a few things on the credit card yeah. that maybe I shouldn't. Um, so there's that individual responsibility. What financial institutions should be doing, um, I'm not as, I'm not as clear on that, but I think it is a responsibility we all have. Um, but what that is specifically, I, I'm not in a position. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, Rob, because now we're just three people talking about credit cards. But it is funny. I mean, the last time, and I talked to you about this before, the last time 
I renegotiated my mortgage and I wanted to combine a few things and do some stuff, right? And in sitting with my bank that holds my mortgage, their suggestion was, you know what, let's take this business credit card and let's bring it back. Let's dial it back. Yeah, let's dial it back by, you know, $10,000 and let's take... So they had a ratio as to, you know, what your available debt should be in comparison to your income and your wife's income, your spouse's income. But after doing so, and you sign all the documents in the bank to say, yes, I agree to this. I want you to write this company on my behalf and tell them that I want my limit to be reduced mm-hmm. to this. Well, you, what do you think happens a month down the road? They call you up. They call say, you hey, up you and say, do you up? want to go back up? Because the banks are responsible when it comes to their own customers, but oftentimes perhaps not as responsible when it comes to another bank's customers. Yeah, and, and part of this is, you know, we, we have gotten used to um, sort of money being cheap. Yep. Um, I remember when, in the 80s, when I, you know, interest rates on homes got up to 13% for fixed yeah. mortgages and up to 16 17 18%. We're not heading back in that territory, but I think if we're all, all of us are consumers, all of us have credit, we should be paying attention. Yes. Hopefully our, our banks are as well. And you're right, it is hard. There's multiple uh, places we, we can get credit from. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know listen, I know it's, I, I put you on the spot a little bit there, Rob, because of course you work for a bank, right? But we're all ultimately responsible for our own financial situation. But this goes back to a conversation that we've had numerous, numerous times about financial literacy mm-hmm. and about knowing more and learning more, yep. maybe at a younger age, because, yep. you know, you get through high school, you're off to college, you get that first credit card, you rack it up, you don't know anything because you haven't really been taught anything about finances. And I think we need to do a better job much earlier um, for the next generation. Absolutely. And, and a good example of this is if, if you've um, had a line of credit for the last few years, you've never experienced, you know, if it's a floating line of credit, uh, it going up by very much. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that's right. We, everyone, I think the Bank of Canada, um, the federal finance minister, um, a lot have raised that alarm bell that, you know, brace yourself for those higher interest rates. And that's why it's a bit alarming, you know, here in Alberta uh, as we still recover from the downturn. And that, that level of anxiety that that survey um, highlights just suggests that, you know, we're it's still very fragile. We're not out of the woods yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. Great topic, uh, Rob. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Is it uh, Todd next week? Well, it will uh, probably, but we'll find out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Take it Thanks easy. Again, thanks, okay. Andrew. Have a great right, bye now. Today. You too. Well, 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 talking about uh, debt and credit and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what is it uh, Kelly Keene always says, that we should have $5,000 at our disposal and the drop of a hat? Um, last time, well, I think it was more than that. I think yeah. it was, no, it was like six months. Six months? Six months of um, salary yeah. or whatever right. it is, yeah, to, to, to cover six, six months to a year. In the bank. Jeez. All right. Well, I'm not doing well either then. Uh, Hey, saw this uh, story out of Calgary and thought uh, this was awfully nice. I like stories like this. Every now and then you hear of a story of a police force somewhere that does something a little unusual. Uh, I know some uh, cities have had police forces that handed out good driving tickets, for example. Mm -hmm. We had that story in India of uh, the police force were handing out flowers to good drivers. It actually caused a fight between a guy who came home with flowers and his wife. Yeah. Uh, But this is uh, more local than that. A Calgary... uh, 
police officer. So what had happened was a woman had a... Uh, a child who was turning six and he'd hoped to upgrade to a booster seat like all of his older siblings. But unfortunately, on his birthday, he still fell short of the weight requirement. So the law in Alberta, kids under six who weigh less than 40 pounds are required by law to use a, a child safety seat. Can't go to a booster seat. So child's name was Joshua. And he was upset. And you know what it's like. Kids are always in such a hurry to grow up and adults are in such a hurry to be young again. Um, so the mom tried to handle it with them, but uh, he was quite insistent. So eventually she said, okay, look, I'm just going to ask the police. Well, she found a, a Calgary police officer who was quite active on social media, on yeah. Twitter, and said, hey, can you help me out here? Right, which is cool because, you know, we have those officers yeah. too. I think there's six assigned to it, but others do it as well. Uh, I follow them all, I all think, them, on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, I really enjoyed their tweets. Uh, and just seen another perspective of uh, policing. But so she got hold of him through Twitter and uh, she sort of did it as a joke, kind of to put mm -hmm. off the child, you know, like, well, I've asked the police officer, so we'll see. But a few days later, a letter arrived in the mail. It was from the police uh, in Calgary. She, uh, the mom says, oh my gosh, when she saw the letter, she thought, what have we done? Uh, but <laughs> it was uh, good news. Uh, the police officer had written to say, unfortunately, to her child, uh, so as not to get your mother in trouble with uh, the police, you have to help her out by using your big car seat, the officer wrote. Perhaps one day you may be a police officer or firefighter, and therefore it's very important to remain safe when traveling yeah. in a vehicle. And included in the letter was a police badge for the boy to mm -hmm. wear. Uh, it's just one of those things where... It's just above and beyond what police are required or expected to do, and so therefore it really stands out. Like anytime somebody does something like that, the picture of the child, I mean, oh, he's just a little cutie, just beaming and wearing his uh, police badge and happy to ride now in his uh, seat until he gains another well, couple of pounds. In, in that in that sort of thing, um, at that age, I think is always so great. And you have kids who, you know, they they want to be a police officer, they want to be a firefighter, they mm -hmm. want, to, want to be a pilot, they want to be a garbage man, whatever it is. When they when they have a connection, when someone goes yes. out of their way to take the time to make that connect, it just goes a really long it, way. Yeah. There's, there's a really big impact, I think, there. It, it's and interesting. It may, it may only last for a little while, but it could last for a lifetime absolutely. as well. well. Absolutely. We talked earlier about making small changes in your diet or exercise mm -hmm. and having long-term, you know, major impact. Um, that kind of impact is true as well. Uh, somebody who you respect, uh, an authoritative figure like a police officer, but I'm thinking also, and I know I, I told this story years ago, but I did not do well in school. Mm. Um, I, I was not a great student. I wasn't mm. a bad student, but wasn't a great student. I just wasn't very motivated. I, I, I knew they couldn't fail me. Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't do the assignments and I'd do as much as I had. And one day in grade seven, my science teacher, Mr. Boyle, um, told the class there was a science fair coming up and he hoped it was voluntary, but he hoped everybody entered. And uh, I was closing my uh, binder and getting out of the classroom. And he said, have you got a second? And I said, sure. And he goes, I'm really excited to see what you're going to do for the science fair. And I, I didn't know what to say because I had no plans to be in the science fair. I don't do extracurricular. And, and I just, I didn't know what to say. And he said, you're just so smart and creative. I know it's going to be great. And I went home and worked my butt off on a science project. And I just couldn't disappoint him. He, he, he was just, to have, mm -hmm. for somebody to have faith and confidence mm -hmm. in me, I can't let them down. Mm -hmm. And I did really well, I didn't win, but I did really well at the Science Center, but I found 
I just found I started putting more effort into all my subjects because I thought, hey, this is actually kind of cool. Like you, you put the work in and you see the results kind of thing. And again, this is not meant to brag, and you can. T but I went to university on a scholarship, mm -hmm. and there's no way that I was aiming mm -hmm. for that when I was in grade seven. Mm -hmm. And I've never forgotten him, Mr. Boyle. Well, it's it's again, it could be a teacher, it could be a parent, it could be an auntie, it could be you know, whatever it is that uh, that gives you that little nudge or that little kick in the butt that sends you down certain paths, mm -hmm. for good or bad, yeah. right? But we all have. You know, I think teachers, a lot of teachers get a, a bad rap from a lot of folks. Oh, they get this much money right. and they get this much time off and that sort of stuff. But I suspect that um, most of us could name one that has had a big Absolutely. impact yep. on our lives. You betcha. Mrs. Pirtonimi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the 4 o'clock news is coming up with Eileen Bell. Don't forget, 425, right after the chopper traffic at 424, we'll be announcing today's word of the day, your chance to win your way on the winter getaway to Montego Bay with me and Andrew coming up in January. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.